All right. <laughs> Regular Picasso. I'm going online, Cole. What? What's this? <laughs> oh, what up? What, well, I'll be damned. What's in there? Oh, what's he got? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. This will make a pretty penny. Hey, hey, I'll tell you what. Instead of auctioning this off on WWE.com, why don't we auction it off between us here in Cincinnati? <laughs> oh, no, Eddie, don't do that. They are Kurt Angle's gold medals. Who wants to buy some gold medals on it? 25 cents? 25 cents? A quarter? That's it. 50 cents. 50 cents? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going up. I got a fin right here. Come here, Eddie. A dollar. A dollar. Going once. Going twice. Sorry. Eddie. Eddie. Uh-oh. Look at the look on his face, Kurt not, Angle. Not happy. Put your medals down. You want me to put your medals down? No, I said, come get them. Uh-oh. Eddie Guerrero has challenged Kurt Angle to come into the ring and get those gold medals. I got another idea, Eddie. You want to steal some of my stuff? How about I steal something of yours? Hey, hey, uh -oh. hey, 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 hey. I can use a good car about now. He would. Hey, hey, that's my lowrider. Don't touch my lowrider. Was your lowrider, Eddie? Kurt, I wouldn't do that, S.A. I wouldn't do that, Holmes. I'm serious. I, I've devised an anti-theft device in there, S.A. Don't hurt yourself and get out of the lowrider. Get out. Nice try, Eddie. See you later, Holmes. Well, this will be Grand well, Theft Auto. It definitely will. What hey! the hell? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> what what I told you. Him? You thought I was lying? <laughs> now that's embarrassing. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A predator smells fear, I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. When it smelled, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, much success, stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on. Eugene. Eugene! 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 Get out here now! Dear, 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 dear. Someone has lost their temper, haven't they? I hate to be the one to inform you, lad, but... Eugene isn't here this week. You honestly don't think that I would lead that lamb to slaughter. No, no, no. 
What kind of a man do you think would let Eugene into the building last week? Rather a perplexing question, isn't it? What kind of a diabolical villain do you think would tell Eugene to get involved in your match? It was me, Sunshine. You see, me and you know each other very well indeed, don't we? Let me give you people a little history lesson. 11 years ago, me and you were a tag team in WCW. In fact, I was your mentor, wasn't I? Yes, indeed, I was. What can I say? I mean, let's face facts. Some people, people like us, we're just born naughty. We are. That's why we gravitated towards each other. And if you would have used and abused anyone else except for that poor dear boy Eugene, I would have applauded your cunning. But for a clever man like yourself, it was very foolish to take advantage of a disadvantaged boy. Because now, you've made an enemy out of me. And if you want to fight, look no bloody further. Because I will quite gladly now go and change into my ring attire, and I will join you back in that ring, and I will battle you with every ounce of violent venom that runs through my veins. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 58, part two of the RE Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us arguably the greatest general manager of all the general managers. Holler at your player. As it's time to carry on, the saunter towards SummerSlam 2004 with the remaining sm- episodes of SmackDown and Raw. As always, I'm Dave and joining me is Big Sexy. Good evening. Good evening. Have you got your walking boots on? I've got, I'm ready for a saunter. <laughs> Are you ready to saunter? Because we're getting a new general manager for SmackDown. And in my Holla opinion, your player. the greatest SmackDown general manager. Is, is, is. It, if you're looking at terms of longevity as well, like, I know oh, yeah. he, 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 he turned into a meme of the one-on-one with Taker and tag team matches and stuff, and I can't wait to see Eventually, that evolve, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, but the longevity of Teddy Long, it, it, no other general manager even comes close. Comes close. It's brilliant. Holler at your player. So let's get right into it then, Michael. Smackdown, July 29th, 2004. We are at the US Bank Arena in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, Michael Cole, he clears everything up from last week just to let everyone know that Vince, he rehired the abundance of talent that Kurt Angle fired on his final evening as general manager. So everything's back to normal. Everyone's all right. Those that thought they might have to go to Job Centre, they're going to be okay. Funaki is still your number one SmackDown announcer. Absolutely. Uh, Booker T comes out wearing the US title. Um, Now, Angle promised him to make him US champion last week, but now Angle's fucked off. So the new boss needs to come out (laughs) and tell... And award me the championship. Uh, but all the mid-carders from SmackDown will come out. We get Kenzo, we get uh, Rob Van Dam, Rene Dupree, Charlie Haas, Billy Gunn, Luther Reigns. <laughs> it's like, I love how Billy Gunn come out. It's like, well, if Charlie Haas and the big dog are coming out, then I'm definitely coming out. Hell yeah. Billy Gunn, US champion. Yes, please. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> But here comes John Cena to a mahusive pop. It makes it clear that this is his house. It's like, oh, so that's where Paige got it from. Well, uh, even, but here comes the boss, Vince McMahon. 
He says that none of this is happening. It's not his place to fix things. He needs to employ a new general manager. And he wants that general manager to come out right now. And as we just spoke about, holla, holla, player, player. Your new general manager, Michael, is Theodore R. Long. Yeah, but Vince only came out because they all started brawling with each other. And he's like, knock it off. Or you're fucking fired, lot on you. <laughs> but then Teddy Long comes back in and re rearrange them all. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Teddy Long announces tonight there's going to be an eight-weight elimination match to crown the new US champion. That sounds pretty cool. That's the sort of game that I enjoy to play on SmackDown. Yes. Why not, though, make it Here in a are. cage? US title on a pole. No. I know you get that. That's what you're going to say. Championship scramble. <gasps> Don't. I know you scramble. Don, I do love a scramble. I can't wait till we get to scramble time. I do love a scramble. First match of the night, then cruiserweight title time. Rey Mysterio versus Spike Dudley. Um, top rope double stomp. We get some raids boots though by Rey, and he loads up the six one nine. But QD on to distract the ref. Bubba trips Rey. Springboard Dudley dog. Spike got the win and the championship. Thanks to his brothers. But we did see Spike though. He did show his displeasure. So. Mm. He's not the happiest of campers, but you aren't the new champion, so fuck it. A win's a win. Speaking of displeasures, though, Ray's face during his entrance. Face of fucking thunder. Cheers for the spoiler, Ray. <laughs> but let's be right, the Cruiserweight division's on its arse, and Ray must have thought, well, they're making me champion again. I've had 150,000 matches with Chavo. Maybe it's time for a new era, the era of Ray Mysterio on SmackDown. I'm going to take over. Ray no, you're going to. that he's worth more <laughs> than the Cruiserweight title. What now in two thousand and four? Does would that? I, I know, obviously, Ray. In yeah, our in our opinion, material at minute, I'd say easy. I'd, I'd I'd agree with that, but Cena's your boy for that, and Ray Ray against Cena, you can't be going face against face, and there ain't no one that's turning in that feud in them two at the minute in time. So oh. I imagine this this is like Ray early peak of because he he went on to be like one of WWE's best ever merch sellers, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and I imagine this is like the early early if not the peak of it and um, that peak stays where it is for like a solid 10 years probably 20 yeah if not we go backstage and we see Teddy Long he promises to make sure the women are utilised on Smackdown going forward um, the women of Smackdown it's not exactly a bulging roster of amazing women wrestlers well, is it there's bulging but... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what Smackdown yeah, but that's what we've always said. Raw's where the wrestlers are, SmackDown's where the boobies are. Which is why I thought the Diva should be on SmackDown, maybe. It definitely should be on SmackDown. 100% should be on SmackDown. Um, Teddy Long, we see him heading to his office, Michael. And what do you reckon to his office? It's a bit plain. Um, it's like all business, no frills. Like, for me, I was at least expecting a stripper pole or something. It's Teddy Long. Hot the hollow player player. Well, he does get his decorations in there, eventually. Eventually. A great, a great picture of MLK. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> and, a, and an even greater picture of VKM. Well, you know, they two just go hand in hand, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Fucking absolutely. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Kurt Angle, though, he comes in to get his stuff, but apparently it's already been packed up. It's so already been packed me, up let, at the end of last let, week's show. Let me get this right. In Philadelphia last week, Kurt Angle. Yeah, he got fired. So what? He's going to come all the way to Cincinnati just to pick up his stuff. So yeah. Oh, don't forget Kurt's stuff. He might want to come and get it. Yeah. So they, the crew took Kurt's office 351.3 miles <laughs> from Philadelphia <laughs> to, Columbia, to Cincinnati, Ohio. I love how you Googled it. 
And then we got the line of the night. Uh, Angle, he suggests that Long got the job because he's black. And Teddy goes, you mean after all these years, it turns out I'm black. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Teddy Long. This is, right, we get, I'll speak about this in a bit more detail a bit later with that Angle and Guerrero. It's what everything I asked for, the comedy bullshit, the bollocks. And Teddy Long, from a general manager's point of view, we're getting the comedy, the bullshit and the bollocks on night one in segment one. This is going to be an amazing ride. Yes. Absolutely. Wait. Speaking of can't wait, we get another promo, Michael. Paul Heyman and Heidenreich are coming. <laughs> so I'm going to say, someone hide Mike. Taz, look after Michael Cole, please. Uh, so, is it is the Brock Lesnar 2.0, yeah? Uh, are we still in that mindset? I think so. Yeah. We'll get onto it later with the next couple episodes, but <laughs> the promos, I got very, very late 2010s vibe, Heyman. Oh, okay. Heyman keeps saying that Heidenreich wants to victimise people and Heyman likes the sound of that word he does enjoy Heyman there's a, there's a few buzzwords that Heyman loves and he does repeat and he's, but he does it so well though he does. like modern day they've paired him with Roman Reigns oh yes please it's the Love best it. thing they could do you're never a good face until you're a good deal what they need to do now put Usos with him oh I'll have a oh, Dangerous Alliance 2.0 oh yes <laughs> Up next, Michael, tag team title time. Billy Kidman and Paul London versus the Duds. Um, Bubba grabs a chair, only to have Mysterio show up for a drop kick to drive it into Bubba's face. Back inside, London, small package Devon for the retain. So, it weren't just a fluke. We need help as well. <laughs> it weren't a fluke, and they didn't have the same success their little brother had. No. Um, I, I think it would have been quite... I don't know. Yeah, I think I would have enjoyed it more if the Dudleys would have won the titles and you've got the new Dudley Alliance that have got all the belts. Well, all the belts that no one really cares about SmackDown. <laughs> They've got all the belts. Um, and then have the faces chase them. Um, but, yeah, um, if they're pushing London and Kidman, that- uh, this is like, it is London and Kedrick 1.0, innit? it? Yeah, it's the, it's the test for London. It's the test run. <laughs> they just need, like, they need to find someone better for London. It's like, Kidman, we've no one good to put with London, with London at a minute. Are you yeah, right to just who, fill in so we get somebody? Who looks like him and can wrestle in them sort of trunks? And who can do a couple of cruiserweight flip-de-doos? It, it kind of works, though. It does kind of work. But then, knowing what we know now, it works even better once Brian Ken, uh, Kendrick gets added to it. I can't wait And Billy that. Kidman just goes back to velocity or whatever he does. <laughs> Up next, here comes Latino Heat. Um, he said he enjoyed seeing Angle begging for his life last week, but he knows that's nothing compared to what's going to happen at SummerSlam. Um, if Angle wants it, they can do it tonight. And then he proceeds to unload his car, which is all the stuff from Kurt Angle's office. But didn't Luther already like pack Kurt's office up? Or is it curbside rule? You know, if it's out on curb, it's anybody's. It's anybody's. Um, and Eddie's going to put all the stuff up for sale on auction on WB.com with the proceeds going to charity, which if that actually did legit happen, that's pretty cool. It did. That's it awesome. would. Great that it, it is pretty cool. Uh, it includes a fake cast, um, a framed photo complete with WB Championship, which Eddie recommends putting it in the bathroom. I want to buy that one just for the belt. <laughs> to put it up in your bathroom. A wheelchair primed for hydraulics. And a photo of Kurt Angle, which gets a few little extra scribblings. Just maybe think of Backlash 2003, when he stole that portrait. Yes, uh, with Team Angle's portrait. 
yeah. when Angle was manager by fucking default. And, and then he drew that manager from home. Yeah. That's probably where they, they may have got an element of the idea, because Eddie's a fucking, that's how his mind will work. So he won't, he's one of them wrestlers that he'll always want to fall back on. I imagine there's a lot of them that kind of always want to fall back on an idea that they had and put a twist on it and a spin on it and stuff. And not like Vince, that if he did it yesterday, it's already forgotten about. Eddie's mindset was probably, well, it worked back then with Team Angle. It probably worked this time with Angle. It, even better. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we get the big item, gold medals for sale, with the bidding up to one whole dollar. And that obviously pisses off Kurt. Out he comes. And he goes to steal Eddie's lowrider in an incredibly... Oh, I was pissing myself because you knew what was coming. Yeah. No, I didn't I didn't quite remember this spot. But I, I remember the auction bit of the... Well, not quite the auction element, but I remember him having Kurt Angle's stuff. Yeah, but I thought I he just gave I, it away. I don't remember yeah, the auction. I, I didn't, that, that didn't enter my mind whatsoever. Um, but this bit I never remembered at all. So Angle gets into Latino Heat's lowrider and... And he's like, there is an empty 55. And Angle's like, fuck you. Goes to star it up and poof, like a clown. But a puff of smoke comes out, smashes Angle in the face. And Eddie goes, I weren't lying. Fair play to Angle. He's like, well, he does say I lie, cheat, and I steal. So, like, yeah, he might have been double bluffing me. He might have been double bluffing me. Which was brilliant, though. Like I said um, a little bit ago. You've got these two guys are absolutely masters of the universe when it comes to comedy spots. Uh, and it's just, it's great. It's, Smackdown's already winning. Yeah. Already winning. I know Smackdown gets the advantage because in part one, we did three Raws and two Smackdowns. Part two, it's three Smackdowns, two Raws. Plus, if you're comparing this to the last Raw that we watched, there's already been, well, we're about to have, after this, we're about to have an extra match than Raw had. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, but the thing is, though, if you think about the mini matches that we get in the summer games, SmackDown had a fucked on load more matches. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then we find out next week, which is, I wonder why they're telling Lane is this, no, this is going to happen. It's uh, Spike and Ray versus the Duds. Mm, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder why they're advertising it. Ratings. Going to get that demo. Hold <laughs> on, that demo. Because Spike Dudley is a demo god. Main event time. US title, RVD, Badass Billy Gun, Charlie Haas, The Big Dog, Kenzo Nakamura Suzuki Funaki-son, Booker T, John Cena, and one-third of the Bell Ends in Shit Shirts. Uh, the title is vacant coming in, elimination rules, but they're only two in at a time, which yeah. I thought made a bit more easier watch, especially from my point of view when trying to book play-by-play. -play. <laughs> the play-by-play, yes, it's a lot easier. But why not have you have two guys fighting in the ring yeah but then why not have the others fighting outside what like TNA reverse battle royal <laughs> the first two in can scrap for a belt kind of like that uh, relay match we get in a couple of weeks time <laughs> summer games um, so Billy he makes a quick blind tag hits a famous for the pin on Hass go on Billy uh, the, bi the big dog comes in it's a big swinging net breaker to get rid of Renee. Uh, Cena, he takes the big dog to the floor, whips him into the steps. Then Hiroki distracts Cena, so he kisses her and dances. Earning a shot from the back from Suzuki. Now, at the start of the match, Michael Cole, he quite clearly said, pinfalls and submissions are the only ways to be eliminated. Yeah. But Suzuki, Suzuki Nakamura-san gets disqualified. Um, Billy, it goes for the one and only. All the moves are out tonight. 
for a very close two, but then walks into an FU like a dickhead for the elimination. Uh, the big dog, he comes in next, and he runs Cena over, uh, stomping, knee drop, looks to set up a power slam, but Cena slips out, and another FU gets rid of Reigns. Uh, we're down then to Cena, RVD, and Booker. Five star from Van Damme. Booker steals the pin on Cena though, and then a quick roll-up finishes Van Damme, and your new United States champion as SmackDown goes off the air. He's the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion Booker T. The man who was awarded the championship last week. Much deserved. See, so Kurt Angle Kurt knew, was, knew what he was doing. So Kurt didn't make a prediction. <laughs> he made a spoiler. But you know what I'd have done if I was in this match? I'd have just sat upstairs till it was just one person left. What about someone blind tagging though? I'd be leading next to Barrier, <laughs> watching the match. <laughs> like, you, you, you guys, crack on. I'll, I'll, I'll just, get rid of. I'll just wait at Gorilla. <laughs> you know, just crack I'll on with it. This. <laughs> um, Michael, before we get into Raw, a little bit of dirty, dirty, dirty sheet news for you. Um, our good friends over at the Lords of Pin archive page, they report, for all of you China fans out there, I was watching an episode on the Howard Stern show last night and it was asked if she would be interested in doing porn. And she replied saying she already has done something similar to that. China then went on to say that her and her ex-boyfriend, X-Pac, made a video of the two having sex. When asked if she would be releasing the video, she replied, yeah. China went on to say that they are in a work in progress in releasing the video as far as sexual content goes. So maybe before the year is out, Merry Christmas everybody, there's going to be a China and X-Pac sex tape. Why? <laughs> I'm going to definitely make you review it. <laughs> I ain't watching that shit. I remember watching it years ago. It was like, that's China's what now? <laughs> never seen it. Never planned to see it. Moving on. Also, loads of pain archive. Ryan Sokoda has been released from his WWE contract. Um, just recently, as we mentioned on the last episode, Sokoda and Akio were sent down to OVW for more training. Uh, the company felt that Akio needed to show more fire in the ring, while Sokoda needed to learn how to bump properly. But no word yet on why WWE has released Sokoda and what his future plans are going to be. Uh, but he does have a 90-day no-complete clause, so he can't join NBA TNA in the next three months. Which I still think is the biggest bullshit rule in the world of all fucking bullshit rules. It is. A, all wrestlers are independent contractors. Yep. They don't get no healthcare. There's no union. There's no support for them no whatsoever. Pension. No pension. No fuck all. No note. Right? But if you get fired from a contract... You're out of work for yeah, 90 days. You can't work for three months, pal. The biggest fucking what? What? It's always baffled me as that law. That was the law, only thing say. when there was that massive firing this year in 2020. Yeah, and yeah. An all XT uh, that got fired. They were told, you've only got 30 days. That was better. Still shit. It's better. It's still bullshit. But at least 30 days is only a month. You can maybe have a quick holiday or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Get a bit of time to refresh, re-energise, etc, etc. But three months, man, it's, that's fucking... It's just... It's a bullshit rule. Anyway, moving on, Michael. August the 2nd, 2004. It's time for Monday Night Raw. We are live from San Antonio, Texas. Remember the album? Uh, <laughs> Paul Levesque, Michael Higginbottom, we'll meet you at the Alamo. Uh, speaking of one Paul Levesque, uh, he's in he's in a pissed off mood tonight. Yeah, we don't even get even the let, opening video. He won't even let the raw intro finish as he cuts his opening interview and he wants Eugene tonight 
However, we get William Regal and oh my God, oh my God, I've realised the second Regal come out, I was like, it's that promo. Yes. It's that promo. What kind of a diabolical villain do you think would tell Eugene to get involved in your match? Oh, it was me, sunshine. Oh, the minute you said that line, I got tingles and I got feelings that I've not had on Raw for ages. Regal brings up their association in WCW. Mm, He says, face it. it. People like us are just born naughty and we gravitate to each other. And I was like, oh, what a line. He says, if you would have used and abused anyone but that poor boy Eugene, I would have applauded your cunning. Uh, He gets pissed off and he challenges Triple H to a match. And he says, I will go back there, change into my ring attire, and I will come out here and battle you with every ounce of vile and venom that runs through my veins. Man, I got a semi and everything. Possibly promo of the year <laughs> so far absolutely the passion why is not regal gonna be get used as main event forever from now on this the promos like that the, the start of regal's meteoric rise to be a world champion yeah and that that's that rise doesn't start to like 08 when he wins king of the ring and then he fails his drug test etc and loses his push yeah Do you know what, I mean? what happens in the next four years man <laughs> that promo Whoa. was fucking fire. I think fire. It was. There's one man <laughs> who does promos around here. <laughs> That's always uh, in the main <laughs> event. <laughs> Regal, get back down to the mid card. Up next, we always love these moments. It's time for our diva search bollock Who's of the week. On? What's with all the dancing? Like, it was fun to start with. No, for like 30 seconds it was fun. And then I was like, oh, they're not going to stop dancing. You call it (laughs) Oh, they're just going to carry on dancing and dancing and dancing until the coach eliminates Camel. Now, I'm unsure whether she were happy or mad because obviously we've had the story that we mentioned where a lot of the divas are pissed off because they're pushing Carmella and a couple of the favourites. So she kind of looked a bit happy, a bit sad, a bit like, oh, well, fuck it, yeah. I'm glad. It was weird. Yeah, it's, it's very weird emotions that Camel was portraying. Very yeah. weird. Um, I mean, she now, did like she had hump on, but <laughs> now Michael ProWrestlingTorch.com. They're reporting that the male WWE wrestlers have been told that they go nowhere near the Raw Diva Search contestants, and so far no one has failed to cooperate with this rule. WWE is afraid of potentially relationship developing with talent and the contestants. Firstly, they don't want any sexual harassment, nor do they want a married wrestler getting involved with one of the divas, which could escalate into a blackmail situation. It's his worst nightmare. Oh, absolutely. Another fucking sleazy backstage WWE story that reaches the mainstream. He does not want that. He's had enough of them in only like the 40, not even that, is it probably 30 years that he's been running WWE up to this point? (laughs) He had so much bollocks thrown his way. So much. Uh, And he says, finally, in terms of fairness, they don't want the possibility of one of the divas sleeping their way to the contract, so to speak. Smart. But that doesn't explain why one of them makes it as far as she does. Well, a couple can be said about that, to be fair, when we get a bit to the later stages. My winner was kind of see, you can understand why the winner was 
who is the winner that was terrible English <laughs> because Christy Emmy shows a lot of personality and yeah. she's kind of got that charisma about her everybody else is a bit eh well Christy you can see why Christy goes on to be and you can also see why Michelle McCool goes on to be a wrestler yeah she, she's there because she, she's athletic she wants to perform athletically she <laughs> wants to wrestle yeah other ones want to be divas she wants to wrestle and you can see why she goes on to be a wrestler it looks like that um, Tracy is Tweethy looks like she wants to be a wrestler. <laughs> I want to be a wrestler. <laughs> Up next then, Michael. Tajiri and Rhino versus the only other team on Raw. La Resistance. Um, We've not got a name for Team Rhino and Tajiri, have we? Oh. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Uh, Rajas. <laughs> oh, uh, Tino. Team America Streamica. <laughs> Rajiri. Uh, rivalry, ladies and He's gentlemen the of the ruthless aggression army. <laughs> We've got a task for you. <laughs> Name this tag team. I will post as I always do. Very good shout, Michael. Let's name Rhino and Tadgers. And for those that listen and those that comment, be as offensive as you want. <laughs> be as inventive and <laughs> offensive as you want. Uh, Rhino, he goes Conway. Tajiri rolls up Grenier off a sunset flip for the victory. Um, nothing match, throw away. Yeah, Robert's not much going on. To take his coat off. There's not much going on in the tag team division at the minute, and there hasn't been for a long time. There's a tag team division? Uh, well, there's three of them. That counts. I suppose more than one, more than two is a Evolution. division, surely. Bellends. Oh, yeah, well, there's four then. Evolution, Bellends, Rhino and Tadgers. And... Mm. Uh, uh, um, and oh and uh, superheroes oh yeah there's your four <laughs> if they need a four corners tag match they're all right they're sorted and then we could just team maven up with somebody uncle val maven no uncle, yeah maven uncle val works yeah is... regal and eugene yeah what we do oh mate there's a division there is a division here Ish. it just needs to be done correctly Ish. um Meanwhile, we go backstage and we see Matt Hardy. He finally wants to talk to Lita after two weeks and telling her to fuck off. Uh, and he says, he's had a think. And actually, thinking about it, I don't mind that you had a little smash with Kane. I want to get married. Let's get married. Let's start a family. I want us to be together. Ah. Oh. Yeah, he says, let's get married. He don't care where he gets married. It'll be at Vegas or they could do it here, which I'm assuming he means on Raw. And I'm also assuming by that comment that Matt doesn't watch wrestling. Because <laughs> you don't get married on a wrestling show. Roll up next, uh, Rosie versus Tyson Tonko. Um, absolutely nothing match. And the re the main reason why this was a nothing match, that the only segment, apart from the finish, that was shown as a replay was Stacey Keebler doing a handstand. Yeah. Or a cartwheel, even. Or yoga poses. <laughs> Jerry Lawler, th if this was Jerry Lawler's match of the fucking night, 100%. Because he went wild for the cartwheel and he went even wilder for the replay. Well, I don't think the cameraman caught any in-ring action. Just be great it was camera Stacey. work. Great camera work. Stacey Mania. Uh, Tyson Tonko finishes with the big boot. Uh, nothing match. All built around Stacey's hiney. And where was Hurricane? Shh, that happened last week. Don't tell Vince. He's already forgot. Keep them away from each other. Like I said last week, unless they're going to stick her in actual superhero gear like when they made her Dudley fight then she has no use no use being with the superheroes yeah and she certainly has no use being in the ring and we'll get to that in a little bit <laughs> well, indeed uh, highlight real time 
This week's special guest is Edge, and Jericho announces that it's Edge versus Batista versus himself at SummerSlam for the IC title. So, Big Dave bringing gold home to Evolution, then? I hope so. He, I, should. he deserves it. He should. He deserves it. He should just batter and ball for 20 minutes. Just batter and ball. As soon as they get into a big close line. And everything. Just smash the fuck out of ball for him. Just batter him. Batter him. Big Dave would be behind you. It could be an Evolution fucking triumph. Randy wins, Triple H wins, Big Dave wins. We could be back on fucking track. Uh, Edge goes low. And he says, I haven't seen you dump this badly since Trish Stratus. Brilliant. And the crowd give it a big, ooh. And the uh, inevitable brawl. Uh, Edge loses his temper, grabs a chair, and then he kind of pauses, changes his mind. Jericho slaps him round the face, showing that he probably should have whacked him with the chair. Uh, now, do you think they're going to turn Edge heel? Which it's looking like they're going to. Mm. Is an Edge and Christian reunion not down the line? There should be, but technically there isn't. Up next... Triple H versus William Regal. Uh, Regal, he attacks during the ring entrance and they brawl all the way to the announce table. Um, the Regal smacks him all the way over. He's kicking the fucking crap out of Triple H. He's fighting um, for his mate. Absolutely. Uh, they knock each other out. Triple H is revealed to be wearing brass knuckles for the DQ. Um, Triple H, he goes for his sledgehammer, but Regal's, who's absolutely bleeding all over, he blocks it and gets his own brass knuckles, but he loses it to a sledgehammer because brass knuckles versus a sledgehammer shot, there's only one person that's going to win. So, payoff at SummerSlam, 60 minute Iron Man, no DQ, brass knuckles and <gasps> sledgehammer the pole match. Yes! I'm so glad you mentioned the pole bit. <laughs> bucket Vincent uh, Vince. Bucket Vincent Vince. Vince squared. Uh, Regal, he gets put on a stretcher and Triple H being the cunt pig that he is he pushes Regal over while he's tied to the stretcher and Regal takes a god awful bump mm. awful bumps his, his, his arms are like we mentioned this with Rey Mysterio where Rey took the bump onto the ring post by the big show yeah but Rey's, Rey's a lot smaller now I'm not saying it's not going to hurt when you hit the ground but he's, he's carrying a lot more weight Regal's going to be coming down with a oh an awful fud that's like comparing me and you <laughs> absolutely it's fucking it's gonna hurt absolutely gonna hurt Michael Diva says time and coach reminds us that they can wear what they want and say what they want so first we have Joy and she says she likes performing on camera that's all I heard yeah baby and then we get Amy she says she's here for the long haul and everyone needs a spanking could I yeah, volunteer baby. <laughs> and then Lady I Rain. can't remember her name is it Sandra Blonde Chandra Chan what Chandra. one of the twins yeah the one that's you know the one that's still here yeah, one that <laughs> Chandra she just films a dating video says fuck all can see why she's going soon yeah not that Carmella says she's a totally enjoyed her time with WWE try, try saying that again love without sounding like you're getting paid for it <laughs> Trafy says some bollocks as she strips. <laughs> Maria says WWE is an amazing place to work, which technically that must be true since you did go back. I do agree. I imagine it is quite an amazing place to work, in all honesty. And Chris Christy says, well, she starts gyrating and says that she wants to live this life. Which you go, girl. And McTaker says that she has been a fan of WWE since she was six years old. So shouldn't she have known who Kamala was last week? <laughs> My fucking point exactly. The crowd absolutely fucking were dead for the whole thing. Not, yeah, the, the crowd were like, getting very hey, bored. Bruce, shut up, fuck off. 
<laughs> Absolutely that. That is the deeper search. That would be the tagline. Deeper search 2004. Yay, boobs, shut up, fuck off. <laughs> up next, Kane versus main event Maven in the not main event of Monday Night Raw. Um, Maven, he tried a, like, a tope suicida, but it kind of didn't work. And he went splat on the floor. Uh, Kane, he gets the victory of the choke slam, ultimate squash. Disgusting how Maven's getting treated. But Maven does look like he has had a taste of some Ico since last week. Oh, he's getting a bit. Uh, he's, he's bulking up, let's say. And I did like he's how he uh, sent Kane outside with a drop kick that sent the eliminated taker from that rumble. Yes. And flying um, from the Battle Royal. Hey, he, he, know, he knows what a good thing is when he's got it. So if you need to get a guy over that top rope. And you've got Maven about, Maven, dropkick this motherfucker. And they'll be over. But yes, watching be... Maven in the mid-card, automatic minus one star for the whole show. <laughs> automatic 0. 0.5 Mavens. Don't get me wrong. It, it was, it, it's, a, it's a great show. It was, it's a very enjoyable Monday Night Raw at the minute. But you fucking squash my boy like that. I'm not going to give you a Michael a minus Mavens. <laughs> right. I'll give you 0. 0.5. I'll give you 0. 0.5 because... At least you had Maven. If there would have been no Maven, it probably would have been like a free. <laughs> I mean, a minus one off the whole rating. Not a minus one for the show. Main event time. Six-man magic. Ric Flair, Randy Orton and Big Dave of Evolution versus Team Canada 2.0, Benoit, Jericho and Edge or Chris, Chris and Adam. That, that's one way of going for it. <laughs> uh, we got a hot tag to Benoit. Uh, he starts suplexing every fucker, chops Orton, Randy Orton down, backdrop to Ric Flair, more chops, German suplexes to Orton, and the crowd are losing their mind. Like, Benoit might not be over in the minute in Vince's eyes. He wasn't Mania, but that was months ago. Uh, but in the crowd's eyes, Benoit is still over he's like over. He's, he's, he's still hot. Um, he goes up the top of a flying headbutt, like it's a two. Flair saves, so Edge spears him out the ring, and then Jericho accidentally knocks Edge out, and then Batista kills him. Uh, Ric Flair, he chops Benoit down, goes for the figure four, Benoit reverses it into a sharpshooter. It looks like that's going to be the finish, but out of nowhere, we, where have we seen this before? And this time he nailed it in one. Randy Orton, he does the uh, RKO in 20, just under 25 minutes, which was a solid six man for a, a mm. Monday Night Raw finish. They, they gave us 60 minutes last last week for the main event. Half an hour for this one. That's, that's wrestling, baby. The names get the time. Absolutely. These are your stars. The, the, like the, probably Kane would be the only one on Monday Night Raw that's not in the main event picture at the minute that you could probably say would is classed as a main event. Maven. Well, there is in our hearts, but maybe not in Vince's. It should be Regal and Eugene. Should be Regal and Eugene. I don't know about Eugene. For me, the moment's slowly fading away. Um, but yeah, what did you make to Monday Night Raw? I loved the finish of that. Minus Eugene, minus Eugene's, <laughs> minus Mavens. I loved the finish of that match. Benoit losing track of who was legal and Orton taking advantage, pinning the man he faces at SummerSlam, pinning the world champion. Can Orton do it once again in two weeks' time? Spoiler alert, yes he can. <laughs> now, according to the Lords of Pain Archive, ProWrestlingTorch.com newsletter reports that rumours are still going around that Randy Orton will defeat Chris Benoit for the title at SummerSlam. 
The original plan, which could still be the case, was for Orton to turn babyface shortly after winning the title. However, with Triple H versus Orton set for WrestleMania 21, WWE is heavily considering running Triple H as the face in that match. Thus, it's not a lock that Orton is currently going to turn. Um, although, from all indications, there is nothing to the rumours. Uh, some are reporting that Edge may join Evolution if WWE decides to remove Orton or Triple H from the fold. Again, it's a possibility. No concrete evidence at this time. Why did Edge not join Evolution? Edge and Evolution would have been pretty cool. But he is in a program where he wants to say he's going to single-handedly destroy Evolution member by member, soul by soul, life by life. It would have been a great thing. Then suddenly co comes out next week and goes, do you know some actually... Uh, yeah, I'll join you. No. What this is, if you can't beat him, join him. Take him down from the inside. Yeah, but he can beat them. He can, yeah. He keeps, but it'd be he perfect. keeps beating them. He beat Orton. He beat Batista. Nah, I'm not having it. Edge, for me. Not not now. Edge, after he bangs Lita and fucks up my Hardy's life and all that jazz, when he turns into a proper cunt, then that's, that's the edge you want in evolution. Not this, I'm on the turn. He needs to be a fully-fledged turn before he joins. For me, personally. Because he's not seen as a young up-and-comer like Orton and Batista. He's mid-solid, upper-mid. Do you know what I mean? He's getting there. Well, he's been yeah, there I think, since 98, 99. Uh, I always remember SummerSlam 98 when he teamed with Sable against Mark Mero and Jacqueline. I think that was the first time I ever saw him. And I'm like, who the fuck's this guy coming through the crowd? Really is. And then Edge, oh, Edge and Christian back in the actual game. Oh, I fucking love their shit. Absolutely love their shit. Best music ever. Oh, oh, the, pfft, apart from Maven's. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of Maven, uh, WWE have recently registered various logos, including a Bull logo, a Shane McMahon logo, and an Eric Bischoff logo, and a Maven logo. Ooh. So, main event Maven's, is he going to get his push? An actual fucking logo? You're not just going to come out to tough enough, tough enough graphics? A fucking black M with Maven. <laughs> In white writing <laughs> written across. He's like Mighty Mouse. <laughs> so are you ready for some more Smack of the Down? Let's start on to SmackDown. Let's carry on. August the 5th, 2004. Um, Toyota Center, Houston, Texas is the location. Fiddle along, he opens the show with what you alluded to earlier, Michael. Pictures of Martin Luther King and Vince McMahon. Uh, one had a vision, the other had a dream. But they both made him want to make SmackDown a great show for the fans. A land of opportunity. Call your friends, knock on your neighbour's door, because we're starting with a number one contenders match, player, player, player. Taz asks Cole who's winning. Cole pretty much reminds Taz to stay impartial. So what the fuck happened to you, Michael? Have a word <laughs> with yourself in the future. <laughs> and here's our opening contest, number one contenders. It's John Cena versus RVD. The winner gets a shot at Booker at some point in the future. Um, the shuffle, that gets a two. Cena goes up. Van Damme kicks him in the head. Goes for a superplex. But Cena reverses into a small package for the pin and the title shot in the near future. It was one of them weird finishes where the, in a normal move and everyday finish, then your legs won't be in that position. No. You're, you're only sticking your legs up in air because you want to catch each other for the pin. But I did like when, he, when Cena did go for the five-knuckle shuffle. Instead of doing the you can't see me wave to RVD, he just raves hello at Nick Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go backstage and Teddy Long, he comes to see Booker and says that Ian Cena are so equal that one match isn't enough. There's going to be a best of five series for the title with the first match taking place at Summer Games. 
Yeah, I caught that as well. <laughs> Teddy's just been paying attention to the promos, not the pay-per-view. <laughs> Ted, he corrected himself, but oh, he got that. I'm surprised they didn't edit that out and just just, just not have that segment. Yeah, because it's not live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least do it again, because we are not live, as always. Um, Eddie Guerrero, he comes out and he's got a few divas with him. He's got the top tier SmackDown divas, Tory Wilson, Sable and Dawn Marie. Oh, the sluttiness in that ring. And all of Kurt Angle's stuff is with Eddie and it, it, the divas are out because apparently, Michael, they're going to increase the value of the items. Yeah. You know, we're going to get a lot of money out of all these simps. <laughs> Especially now Tory Wilson's had it in a groin. Yeah. So Sable, Dawn and Tori all signed the cast. And all I learned <laughs> from that was that Tori's left-handed and she wears pink panties under a green skirt. <laughs> Pervert. <laughs> but also... the government, not me. Also, what you've got to think about is there is a lot of them perverts out there. But because that cast has been on her leg... Yep. Because <laughs> there's some sick, twisted people out there. Um, so, um, so we get the uh, signed photo of Angle that the girls autograph as well. Um, and then Eddie moves on to talking about Angle's last match. He promises to win again. Uh, and we see one of the SummerSlam Olympic-themed adverts. Uh, this one, Eddie gluing all the other uh, runners to the starting block to win a gold medal. Brilliant. Genius, genius way to win a race. Absolutely. I think you might get disqualified because like, even the commentators knew it was Eddie. They're like, oh, Eddie. Yeah, Bloody you hell. can't prove it. It's not illegal. <laughs> Up next, Rene Dupree versus Orlando Jordan. Jordan gets thrown to the apron so Dupree can hit the French tickle. Uh, Dupree, he then turns around into a high crossbody to give Jordan the upset win. Uh, for me, that says D Dupree as a singles guy is so dumb. Yeah, because, you know, we've not seen Jordan, what, eight, nine months? We've not seen him since he was the Smackdown slasher. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and that's not been on for a while. That's been so, a while. And no way where it goes for Jordan. It makes sense knowing that seeing that he wins, but this is just a random win on a guy it appeared they were trying to push. Jordan has been ripping it up on Velocity though. See, for people who don't watch Velocity, we don't know that. We've exactly how I, how I react because I don't watch NXT when I see your new people and I'm like, I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we see JBL, he arrives at the arena and he asks Josh how he's doing while using a bit of hand sanitizer. Uh, he's not afraid of Undertaker and he's going to call him out this evening. Up next, making his return in his first match in what feels like fucking years. Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle versus Charlie Haas, Team Angle Explosion. Teacher versus student, you love to see it. Absolutely. Um, a body scissors, that keeps Haas down, but he fights up and sends Angle outside. Back in, Angle goes shoulder first into the post, setting up a springboard twisted axe handle that gives Haas the two, which even the commentators were surprised at. Mm -hmm. What the fuck's Haas doing? Uh, Angle, he picks the ankle, but gets sent into the corner. He then gets pissed off, takes the straps down, sets up the grapevine, ankle locks on, tap. Always going to be that way. I he was never going to lose to Charlie Haas in his fucking return match. I loved the German counter to the ankle lock. That was a beautiful transition. And it was a great person to have as Angle's first match back just to shake off the ring rust. I think as well it's someone that you can, Angle must trust as well. Obviously. But and he's been flashy. It proves that Haas is a bigger man than Brock. Angle fired Haas's woman two weeks ago. Haas is defending his woman's honour tonight. 
<laughs> that's why they had the match. That's that's the story. Up next, tag title time. The Bashams, those fucking wank bald bastards. The fuck have they versus been? Billy Kidman and Paul London. Uh, everything breaks down. Kidman uses London's back as a launch pad for Ninjaguri, which is a great spot. And the 450 retains the titles. That was solid for me. The champions, if we're going to leave them away from the Dudleys for a bit, they need a solid win, a good defence against an established team like your Bashers. Um, yeah, I thought it was a solid the match. What a 450. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful looking thing, isn't it? It is a beautiful looking move. Into um, Jim Cornette's favourite OVW wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, we get another video. Paul Heyman and Heidenreich are still coming. It's just Brock Lesnar from wishing it. <laughs> it is. Brock Lesnar on Amazon at 99p. Up next, Rey Mysterio and Spike Dudley versus the Dudley Boys. Uh, the 3D finishes Mysterio, but it's all about post-match as Spike helps Rey up and then turns on him, celebrates with his brothers. Spike gets the Dudleys to set up a table, which is a key element in all this. And then uh, the coup de gras puts Ray through the table because the key element is Spike is in charge, it seems, according to Michael Cole. Yeah, even though, you know, he hurt his leg on that dropkick after the smoothest landing I've ever seen on a dropkick. <laughs> I've been watching for over 20 years. Literally the smoothest landing I've ever seen on a dropkick. Um, so what do you make then to the Dudleys back together again? A nice change of character for Spike probably needed because what else can you do other than be a glorified crash test dummy and there's i suppose there's not many guys as well that spike can like legit be i mean i just can't see spike on his own without no assistance as a face running a face, rough shot of the cruiserweight probably division. nobody yeah i'm surprised just, each other and noble yes yeah, well obviously storyline michael <laughs> yeah but, but yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a positive. Work. I'm interested to see where it goes from here. But very, especially with Spike now controlling Dudley's, are we going to get more murder? Is it... Well, I don't think we're going to get murder. <laughs> Boo. I don't think there's going to be a murder. <laughs> Up next, JBL comes out and he's come out to call out the Undertaker. The gong sounds, and in one of WWE's most famous go-to angles, it's Mini Taker. Taz, he finds it hilarious, calling him the under-toddler. And JBL, he goes, you look a bit bigger on TV. <laughs> Fun fact, did you know we've seen this little man before? Don't tell me he was Mini Booker. No. We saw Mini him on the to No Mercy 2003. It's the midget that made Kurt Angle dressed as John Cena tap. It's ah, Mini Kurt. Ah, no way! It's the same midget! Same guy. Also oh, goes by amazing. the real names. Get this. Jerry Smaller. <laughs> Short sleeve Samson <laughs> and Pocket Rocket. Pocket Rocket, that's a name and a half. It's a name and a half. Oh, the minis. I've, I've got a soft spot for a good mini. Like, for some of the best minis in wrestling, mm. you you got to be looking at, like, I remember Mini Vader and Mini Mankind and Mini Pink. Goldust from, like, 97. Um, with Mini Goldust kind of being a bit more medium Goldust. Like, I always remember a tag match they had in 97. I want to say it was Mini Mankind and Mini Vader going up against Mini Goldust and a Mini called, I think it was like Masquerita, I want to say Sagrada or something like that. But I remember his gimmick like it was yesterday. Well, Can you guess? No, no. Well, it, they all dress a bit like that, don't they, really? All these Mexican minis. But can you? Like, he had a gimmick on entering the ring. Now, 
Sin Cara had a gimmick, didn't he, where he'd run down, trampoline and do a flip. Yeah. Well, Mascarita Sagrada, he did roly polies all the way. All the way. <laughs> he come out, Mini Goldus is walking out, giving it big and, and he does a roly poly, gets up, roly poly, roly poly, all the way from the top of the entrance ramp, all the way to the ring. Uh, it was fucking brilliant. Um, during that time as well, I remember like, uh, like you just said, Dink. Do you remember Max Mini? Yes. It was like from the 97 mini era where they had like the minis division. Max Mini was brilliant. Uh, and you also had like uh, the mini Hardys and the mini Dudleys from when Edge and Christian were fighting with them. They come out with little chairs and ladders and that. Yeah. Uh, mini Booker. Not forgetting mini Kane, mini Batista and mini Mr. Kennedy from Hornswoggle's match when great Carly come out and smashed him. We're going to get that. We got that coming next year. Yeah. Uh, mini Brett from his feud with Shawn Michaels back in 97. There's been some classic minis over the years. God fucking bless minis. Uh, JBL though, he gets on his knees to look at the under toddler in the eye and he makes a bunch of short jokes before loading under toddler up for a big tombstone. But the gong goes off and the real taker appears and it's a quick beat down to set up a tombstone. But Orlando fucking Jordan, old orange juice himself of all people runs in to make the save. Undertaker, though he poses with the mini version as they do the same, earns a choke slam to end the show. That, my friend, was WWE's comedy at its finest. So, Orlando Jordan has gone from sneak attacking people from behind in 2003. Yes, we know it was you, Orlando. We know it was you. <laughs> to saving a rich, white, racist Texan in 2004. Because money talks, and Million Dollar Man had a Virgil, and JBL's got an Orlando. There is that. There's exactly that. I did like how the mini Taker copied Taker's pose. Oh, it was brilliant. But t t Taker wasn't fucking too impressed. But, but that's going to be like I'd... falling 20 feet. Oh, don't fuck. If not more. I'm surprised that little fucker didn't die. <laughs> well, no, it was brilliant. So we're ignoring. No, let's not. Let's do it the correct way. So we, the last episode of part one, Michael, was raw. We opened this with SmackDown. Who won that week? I'll say SmackDown for the first one. And then this week. Based on this last segment alone, SmackDown again. <laughs> I'd say SmackDown overall both times, yeah. Uh, you've, you're Just getting the comedy the, stuff. For the mini taker. Yeah, you're getting bollocks. You're getting bollocks at its finest. You're getting comedy in your main event. Comedy with Angle and Guerrero. Um, you're getting serious wrestling with your mid-card with the US title. With Angle and um, Haas. Yeah, it's uh, Kurt Angle and, and, and Charlie Haas, absolutely. For me, SmackDown is winning leaps of bounds. That episode, Three Mavens. For me, the Raw, mm. I'd give that a two and a half. Raw, uh, for me, SmackDown exactly just wins same. this week. Just wins. Breaking news, Michael. John Cena to leave the WWE. John Cena will miss ring time in mid-September to film The Marine. Uh, many backstage are hoping that he'll improve his acting skills and get more depth for his character by doing the movie. Oh no, this is where we get Jesus, in it? <laughs> Jesus! When he gets stabbed in the kidneys by Jesus. At least... You know, we get, we get Carlito. That's good. That's cool. <laughs> if you will. But, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> As Dan could say. Are you ready for the go-home show for SummerSlam? The Saunter continues with Monday Night Raw, August the 10th, 2004, live from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, coach, he has the Divas in the ring. And they said the one that gets eliminated tonight has to leave the ring and leave the arena, which I thought was a bit harsh. You could say leave the ring and chill out backstage and that, enjoy your final night on WWE, in WWE even. Didn't they all get, 
you know, sent out of the arena. <laughs> Once the segment's over, right, fuck off. But, yeah, <laughs> fuck right. off. Thank you. Fuck you. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Randy Orton, though, he comes out to interrupt and he handles the elim- elimination himself. And there goes the other twin. Now, these twins must have sucked because you can just imagine Vince is going, Kevin. They're twins, Kevin. Kevin, they're twins. Tall, Which... blonde twins. And I just love how Orton just full on heel just rushes her out and just says that she left the ring a loser, just like well, Benoit will. Yeah, I love that moment when he said, and the loser is, when he opened up the envelope. Um, so yeah, oh, and he segues on to kicking fuck out of Benoit. Here comes Benoit. Ends with Benoit slapping in the crossface. After all, she has a replay of last week. Then Benoit saying, well, why don't we show a replay of when I made you tap out? But that never happened. So Orton gets dropped in the crossface. And wouldn't you believe it? There's your replay. So is that the footage? Because a spoiler warning would have been nice, Chris. That's going to be the opening video that they show in the promo for SummerSlam. Up next, Stacy, Victoria, Nidia, Vince loves the six man against Gail, Molly, and Jazz. Gail tosses Victoria and baseball slides her, but Nidia gets the rollover pin on Molly for just under four minutes Came or so. Out of fucking nowhere. Typical Divas bollocks. Stacy and Nidia are nowhere near the level of Gail, Kim, Molly, Jazz, Victoria. I don't understand why Stacey, Stacey's like below Nidia. Yeah, Nidia's, Nidia's at least... Nidia's a lot below them. Nidia's less experienced, but leaps and bounds better. Experienced. Nidia's experienced. That's Jamie Noble. Yeah, boy! True. But then Trish, of all people, comes out after. Tells the heels, no beef, let's just get back into the ring. So they all get back into the ring. And then... They all start having a conversation. What the? What was the fucking point in the match? <laughs> well, we'll have a match, but yeah, when Queen Trish comes out, we'll all be best friends again. Do you know what needs to happen? Diva scramble. Scramble for half, an, then... half an hour. Championship scramble. Get rid of Stacey. Stacey, yeah, Stacey can be ref. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do for me. Uh, we go, Michael, to the hotel where Eugene and William Regal are hanging out and hiding from evolution, it seems. Yeah. Uh, Eugene, he waits until Regal goes to the bathroom and then he leaves for the arena. So this is a guy who had to be guided to the ring to have his first match with one of the Bellends not a month ago. He can now make his own way from a hotel to an arena. He probably doesn't even know where he is. Well, they do show a pretty good location of where that hotel is. Well, if he, if he's, but is he not watching himself? If he's at the hotel watching Raw... Does, is he watching Raw? Is he watching Is he watching himself? Watching Raw? Is he watching Raw or is he just watching cartoons? Uh, yeah, probably cartoons. Probably cartoons. Um, we go backstage and we see Lita. She reveals to Matt Hardy that she's finally done a DNA test. It took her a fucking while. And it's Kane's baby. So, uh, can unlucky they, Matt. So can they tell who the father is when a woman's still got a child inside her? I, I'm, I don't believe so. And how? So, <laughs> I'm guessing, obviously, I'm guessing Matt uh, consented. They with might the be able to with blood, blood tests and stuff with, uh, like DNA, that. Obviously. Yeah, Did they, they might have to. get Kane's consent for his DNA? It, it was, Kane wants to be a dad, man. Kane would have given it up. Kane would have got that envelope in the post with a little swab. He would have swabbed his mouth and all that, put it back in the test tube, mailed it off to fucking DNA.com. And uh, yeah, he, Kane would have been down. It also shouldn't, surely, shouldn't she start be starting to 
show a lot more than she w- should be. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'm starting to think she might not be pregnant. Up next, contract signing time. Matt Hardy and Kane, they sign their names, but Matt then attacks Kane after the signing. Motherfucker, shaggy my missus, making her pregnant. Radi radi ra. But Matt's pissed off with Lita as well here. It, it's like he's changed from, I don't care if it's not mine, I still love you, I want to have your ki- have that kid with you, I want to raise that kid with you, to, oh, don't want, don't want it there. Yeah, but even before that, he went from, don't fucking talk to me, leave me alone, to sorry, I've had a change of heart, let's get married, to now fuck you again. So why don't you be like, Cade, it's yours, fucking ever. I don't care. He's a bit, he's a bit fucking Jekyll and Hyde at me, he's, I don't think he's quite sure what he wants. Michael, more diva search bollocks time, and they have a bit of fun with some ice cream. So Joy, she's up first, and she smears everything all over her tits, and she's my winner. <laughs> the end. Very close uh, in second place, we have Amy. She licks a couple of ice creams, and then she stir- squirts some squirt cream in her mouth. <laughs> Not that Carmella. Oh, Takes Vince. fucking ages and does fuck all. <laughs> Tracy, she shows us a pink rugby ball that says vote Tracy and she says vote Tracy a lot Maria she gives an ice cream cone a big lick and says she wants to share it I'll I'll happily share it with her I'm just saying <laughs> Chrissy says mm, ice cream my favourite food to play in and she says she's a good girl yes she is <laughs> and McTaker starts putting everything on an ice cream cone and turns it into a small turns a 99 into a small shit sundae because <laughs> she likes her beef even when it comes to an ice cream and that's <laughs> your deep a... search bollocks for the week ladies and gentlemen that is it up next Chris Jericho versus Edge uh, Edge tries a spear misses Jericho gets the pin using the ropes uh, just after 20 minutes which was a great finish it was well fuck you Edge if you can do it I can as mm. well and then all of a sudden Big Dave comes out destroys Edge and Jericho just does nothing smart You've got him. Just you're facing Edge at the pay per view. Yeah, you're facing Batista as well, but you're facing Edge. So, one of your opponents isn't going to be hundred percent. That makes your chances of winning drastic go up. All right, Scott Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> we see Eugene. He finally makes it to the arena. He goes to the ring, calls out Triple H, but he's not there. Instead, he's at the hotel beating the crap out of Regal because Eugene went on national TV and said, "I'm leaving." Yeah. Clever. <laughs> Triple H, that's why Plus, he is the hotel assassin. And you knew that it wasn't that far from the arena with how long it took Eugene to get there. He was there within minutes. <laughs> it was, it's literally the arena on the premises of where the fucking... Uh, the hotel's on the premises of where the arena is, yeah. It's the same building. <laughs> There's just one lift. <laughs> Two minutes, I'll be there. Up next, Rhino and Tadgers versus Brett Albright and Chris Cage. I remember Brett Albright, the future good as yes. Scott, if I'm not mistaken. That is very correct. I'm not sure I recall the Chris Cage. No, me, me neither. Is he any relation um, to Christian? I don't believe so. Or Brian. Is it Brian who's in Brian TNA? Cage, yeah. uh, oh, not in TNA, he's in AEW. Yeah. He left, left TNA, he's been AEW, big, big orange Taz. He's uh, looking like he's had a lot of ICO as well lately. Oh, he likes the ICO Pro. Oh, my lordy, lordy, lordy. He's not the recent one. Uh, <laughs> Mate, he fucking swells up. Go, go, go. Larez, though, they distract the referee. No pinfall, so no title shot. So, is that the, the feud over now? We're not getting that match at SummerSlam? 
But is that also means that we can throw Brett Albright and Chris Cage into our Raw tag team division? Could you imagine? <laughs> Debut on Raw. Six nights later, SummerSlam, win the tag titles. <gasps> Could be amazing. That, they need matching gear. the fucking stars. They need matching gear. They need music and matching gear. They probably need to wrestle a couple of weeks on Velocity. SummerSlam's come around a bit too quick for them. Or Heat, even. Main event time, Michael. Randy Orton and Triple H versus Chris Benoit and Eugene. But Eugene, he's gone back to the hotel. <laughs> so Benoit... Mate's all right. Benoit decides to go it alone. Uh, Benoit takes Orton down with a sharpshooter. He breaks the attack, though, to get to attack on Flair. Orton tries the RKO, but he gets locked in the crossface. Flair runs in for the DQ. Um, a handicap match can, is always kind of going to go one way. Unless the mega face is going to smash the jobber heels. Or the heels are going to do dirty and it's going to have a screwy finish. Um, yeah. But I think it was a good setup to SummerSlam because Randy Orton can hit the RKO out of nowhere. Benoit can lock in the crossface out of nowhere. In, it's good for me in theory. I can't remember watching the match in total, so I'm in. I can't remember watching time. the match, but I'm looking forward. It's a to long it. time. But I did like how Eugene does run out after the match to save Benoit, and then ooh, ah, big spear. <laughs> and, well, that's it. I did like how they did save Eugene and kind of still it's because it's the, Eugene's out of the world title picture. Uh, it's now all about him and Triple H at SummerSlam. But I. I didn't like as much as you just said you did like Eugene making the big ooh ah save at the end he's supposed to be Michael Eugene is supposed to be a spaz right it's horrible to say but that's what his gimmick is and are you telling me that this guy who had to be guided to the ring guided to this they were unsure if he can even fucking wrestle fucking bell ends he's now smashing fuck up on the go-home show before SummerSlam, where he goes on to face Triple H. Now, if Eugene gets the win... It, it wasn't just fighting the bell ends. He was fighting his former conquistador. <laughs> he was fighting a bell end. Right? He had to be guided <laughs> to go and attack the bell end. And now he's running through roughshod on main roster like he's Austin making the return during the invasion angle. But he does hit a stunner. On the number one contender. <laughs> Eugene Mania is running wild once more on Monday Night Raw. Um, so what did you make then to overall to the last Monday Night Raw of the saunter and the go-home show for SummerSlam? And how many Mavens? I'm going to give it a two and a half again for this Raw. Yeah, I agree. It loses that 0.5 because too much Diva Search bollocks again. If, as I said, the Diva Search was on SmackDown, it'd make more sense. You could have more storylines on Raw which is the flagship show which is the wrestling show 100% agree Michael I have some breaking news for you Sable has been released by the WWE although no immediate information was available her anti-WWE comments are the reason that people believe uh, that's been played into the decision of them firing them WWE.com they posted the following on their website WWE and Rina Mero, aka Sable, have parted ways. More to follow. So don't even wish her well in her future endeavours. So and why unfire her after Angle fired her? So Vince could fire her again. If I can fire you, damn it. No one can fire and you. And a follow-up the day after, 
Uh, it was confirmed that it, it was due to recent negative comments made by Sable this past weekend that most believe got her release from the WWE. And there's also new rumours they're pointing at Brock Lesnar's anti-wrestling comments made to the media since he split from the company. Uh, Sable's relationship with Lesnar has linked the two and WWE may have released her as a way of getting back at Lesnar. If that is true, that is proper Vince. That is absolute Vince. As of yet, no official details on Sable's release have been made by the WWE. But that is so Vince. Vince has been known to be a petty little cunt like that. He is. And that's definitely Vince McMahon. It's, it just is Vince a thousand percent. I mean, look at when the fans get behind somebody Vince don't want us to get behind. Perfect example being Cesaro. Rusev. Shinsuke. Zack Ryder. Perfect. <laughs> Fucking Daniel Bryan back in... Absolutely, 2000. because that was, that was supposed to be all about Batista and Orton. So Vince just pushes who he wants just to spite people, which, fair enough, it's his company. He can do what the fuck he wants. I'd do the same, if that's my favorite. If I were in charge of WWE right now, Triple H wouldn't be running NXT. He'd still be a full-time member of the Raw roster. 18-time <laughs> champion. And I mean, for 18, 118, and I'm talking full-time. We do house shows, 60-minute Ironman matches. Oh. Him and Cena, mate. Him, Cena, Roman. 60-minute triple threat Iron Man at Mania. Fuck Roman. That's Vince. Him and Cena. That's Vince. Him, Cena and Lufa. <laughs> if I'm in charge, Lufa would be rehired. And Lufa and Roman would be the Rangers. No. See, this is what ruins this smackdown for me, having Lufa in the fucking main event. Because <laughs> it's the big dog. Ooh, ah. So let's get on then to the go-home show of Smack of the Down. August the 12th at the Joe Lewis Arena in Detroit, Michigan. you got to lose your mind in Detroit, Rock City. JBL and Orlando Jordan, they open things up. Uh, he says he's not intimidated by The Undertaker, even though he's certainly respectful of what The Undertaker has done in WWE. He lists off a, a list of names who The Undertaker has defeated over his career, but JBL is not on that list. And he says, Undertaker, he may have a few weaknesses, but JBL is going to exploit them at SummerSlam. Championships are won in the ring, which is where JBL defies the odds. At SummerSlam, he will not only remain WWE Champion, defeat The Undertaker, and then he brings out Orlando Jordan, who is also a great American, and his new Chief of Staff. Fuck's that mean? Weren't that, weren't that Chief Morley? Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Like, Chief of Staff, what, are you running for president now? <laughs> well, we've had all the fucking, the bunting, when he was, when he won title, when he was crowned that Real American Award. Speaking of a Real American, did you see him shake hands with a Hogan lookalike at ringside? I did not. What a what a tag team that'd be. JBL <laughs> and Hogan. I Jesus. am a racist American. <laughs> Managed by Donald Trump. <laughs> but I noticed how JBL's bought OJ a nice suit. He's never bought Rod a suit, did he? No, he does look well. OJ does look well. That's it. OJ's just a new Ron Simmons in Vince's eyes. Where's Farouk? Oh, it's alright. I found a younger version. And we'll put him in a suit. Up next... Our first match of the night, Spike Dudley versus Paul London, which is non-title. And we find out that Dudley's versus Rey Mysterio, Billy Kidman and Paul London is confirmed for SummerSlam. Absolute bullshit. It should be a tag title match. It should. And did you notice on the fucking graphic, this title that Spike's holding, it's not the WWE Cruiserweight title. It's the fucking WCW Cruiserweight title. And speaking <laughs> of not updating graphics, you watched Payback, didn't you? <laughs> yes. US title. Yes. How long yeah. have we had that new title now? <laughs> no, so the thing is, when they were advertising the, the uh, free-for-all at SummerSlam, or the pre-show or whatever, they had a fucking Apollo wear the old US title as well. 
yeah, it's 2020. Surely this is the per- the easiest time to update your graphics with the technology. Photoshop, man. <laughs> An Inzagori drops Spike, but Bubba breaks up the 450, allowing Spike to get a roll-up for the victory. Um, and this is the problem they're going to have here, because there's only so many times you can do Spike gets the win because of his brothers. Yeah. Before it gets boring and Vince gets bored. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, well, Vince, Vince Cook. There was a beautiful heel spot after the match uh, before they hit the 3D on Kidman when Bubba is standing on London's hair, stopping him from getting up. Yes. Brilliant. But, but Bubba's spot. a twat. Some of his heel moves and his heel. I've always said I would have loved to have seen a, a, a heel a pairing of Kevin Owens and Bubba Ray. <sighs> Because I see a lot of Bubba Ray in Kevin Owens, like when he, especially in like tag matches, mm. Bubba will fucking give bollocks to the crowd and that. Where Kevin Owens loves doing that. I always remember going back to I think it was Kevin Owens and Jericho versus Enzo and Cass, when Kevin Owens is doing the Enzo shuffle on the fucking crowd and he's proper winding the crowd up and the crowd are proper into it. When he was feuding with Sami Zayn, one time at the Health Show, where he just looked at the camera, he said, "I'm just going to make all these people shout USA." It's him USA. Um, We go to Michael Cole and Taz and they explain the rules for tonight's main event, which is the Summer Games Relay. So it's a six man because Vince, uh, but the catch, so at least it's got a gimmick, is it's made up of five minute periods. Now one person each will start for five minutes and then there's a coin toss. The winning team gets to send in a replacement for five minutes. After the five minutes is over, the team that lost the toss, they get to send in their replacement, and so on and so on and so on, until there's a pinfall. Sounds like a clusterfuck. It doesn't, I'm alright with it. I think it sounds alright, but the only problem is, it's one of them, like, you know it's going to get to the last two before there's a pinfall. Yeah. Or everyone's going to have a go. But at least in five minutes, five minute slots, everyone's got a chance to get all their stuff in. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, so I'm down with that. you think? Oh, Absolutely. Um, we get another promo, and coming at SummerSlam is Heidenreich and Paul Heyman. Who's gonna, who are they gonna victimise first? Funaki. Scotty Tuati. Definitely gonna be Scotty Tuati. Yep. I mean, definitely gonna be Scotty Tuati. That's Scotty. But yeah, he's definitely gonna be Scotty Tuati. Uh, speaking of Scotty, he's backstage and he asks what's up with Spike. Spike says it's simple, he's just come home to his family and he's gotten him the Cruiserweight title. So who needs friends? A slap to the face, look like they're going to scrap, but Bubba and Dean are there to take his brother away. And yeah. he's bang great. I've gone back with the bros and I've got gold around my waist. I didn't have gold around my waist while I'm knocking about with you, Scotty, too jobby, were I? Exactly. It's not a very smart move by Scotty to, you know... No. Go for a guy who's no. got two bigger guys behind him. Two, two very bigger guys when you're the size of Scotty, too jobby. He jobs out to, like... Tiny people, never mind how the Dudleys would treat him in a two on one handicap. He'll job to Spike. <laughs> it, Scotty, too jobby, will job to anybody. We see Kurt, he goes into Theodore Long's office to rant about Eddie selling all his gear. Uh, Long says it was for charity, and the office to let Angle call Eddie out tonight, but is Kurt man enough to go out there and do it? Angle says he is, so Teddy tells him to go get a step in. Right, that's going to be one of his famous phrases he uses to tell people to get the fuck out of his office going forward. Get to step in and be a man player. But yeah, that auction though did make a lot of money for a great cause. So well done WWE for that. Up next, Charvo Guerrero versus Nunzio in Cruiserweight action. Another Cruiserweight that we've not seen much of recently unless you watch fucking Velocity. Um, yeah. Nunzio, he grabs a roll-up of his own for the pin, even though Charvo seemed to get his shoulder up 
Um, it was kind of nothing special. Uh, I was a bit shocked that Nunzio got the victory. But I was. Let's push somebody else instead of Charvo because we've pushed Charvo for a long ass time in this cruiserweight division. Especially when Nunzio has improved leaps and fucking bounds compared to his ECW days. Oh hell yeah! That's because he's been training with Johnny the Bull. There was a there was a beautiful spot uh, when Charvo had Nunzio in the ropes, and Johnny the Bull's right next to the ring. Charvo just leans out and just slaps. Brilliant, him. brilliant. Up next, Undertaker versus Orange Juice himself. As expected, JBL comes out to distract and he gets Jordan the opportunity to hit a low blow and he gets a few boxing jabs in. Um, we go back in the ring though and a jumping clothesline sets up the running corner clothesline. Snake eyes, Undertaker's doing his five moves of doom, but JBL comes in for the DQ. Um, it was kind of always going to end that way, wasn't it? And the bad guys, they batter Undertaker until Undertaker no-sells and sits up and stares. It's crazy to think that when OJ made his debut, who showed him respect? Taker. And who's decided that it needs to bring justice to the former SmackDown slasher? Taker. <laughs> the SmackDown slasher. Hey, I remember. I remember all the backstage assaults. <laughs> I remember. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter how dead you are. Even if you're dead, you can still get feel pain from being kicked in the dick. <laughs> 100%. comes Teddy Long to talk about Angle versus Guerrero at SummerSlam. Uh, Angle and Guerrero come out with Eddie asking where Angle's wheelchair is and where's the big dog. Uh, Angle says he doesn't have anywhere to hide. He's got someone to say to Eddie's face. He had a legitimate injury. Yeah. Eddie has no idea what it was like to have something taken from him like that. But then Eddie snaps and says, you know what it was like, Angle, when you stole the WWE Championship from me and the passion from Eddie. It was like, Rah! beautiful. It was level. It was the same. You got the same feeling that you did, uh, we got earlier with Regal's promo. You just a bit of passion from fucking down here, from the fucking heart. I loved it, absolutely fucking loved it. Um, Angle brings up Eddie stealing his stuff, and Eddie goes, "It was for a good cause." And then we see, see footage from WrestleMania where Eddie stole a victory. Uh, Long cuts him off as they're bickering and says, "In the spirit of competition, he wants to see a handshake. If they're man enough, they shake hands, quite aggressive, staring at each other to end the segment." Brilliant. We got we got the comedy last week. This week, because it's the it's the go home show. Let's get serious. I'm let's gonna fucking fire. destroy ya. Let's have that fire, that passion. But Brilliant. Yeah, Angle did have a legit injury. Big Show tried to kill him. <laughs> I don't but think that's the injury he was on about. I think he means his leg. That was from that injury. Yeah, but he tried to kill him. Not he didn't try just to break his leg. That's the one thing I don't understand. He should have been more bothered about. He should have been walking around for weeks and weeks and weeks with an head in a bandage, not with a leg in a plaster. But he had that plaster, that little plaster up back of his head for a fortnight. <laughs> for a fortnight, I got thrown fifty foot, landed back first. I got this thick red liquid come out of my skull. Bit too dark for blood, but yeah, I've got. I'm all right. I've just got a bit of a broken leg. <laughs> but the crowd with the booze when they started doing the handshake, the crowd. They don't want to see a handshake. They just want to see two of the all-time greats knock 10,000 cheers of shit yeah. out of each other. They wanted to see them two batter each other, but let's save it for the pay-per-view. Now, this better have a hot start. I don't want to be seeing lock-ups and roll-ups and all this stuff to begin with. This better be hot, because that's how they're building it. Start I need, I need, on the low rider. Start, start fighting at the entrance ramp proper, definitely 100%. Um, because you've got a guy who wants to avenge... The, the cheap loss 
at WrestleMania through cheating and a guy who also wants to avenge the fact that you've taken away my prize possession and my opportunity to win against JBL in the cage match. Um, it's it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Eddie can't beat me out cheating. But Eddie tells Angle that Angle doesn't even know if he can beat Eddie. Exactly. Exactly. I am ready for SummerSlam. This could I'm be not. Right. I'm not. I'm ready for this match. <laughs> this could be match of the night. Absolutely. I think it already is. Without even needing to go back and watch it, that's my prediction. Five Mavens. It's going to be fucking amazing. Please, I'm begging you, Kurt. I'm begging you, Eddie. Do not let me down. Do not let me down. Main event time, Michael. Team Cena versus Team Booker T in the Summer Games Relay. Uh, so it's RVD, Charlie Ass and John Cena going up against Booker T, the Big Dog and Rene Dupree. One fall to a finish. RVD and Booker, they start. Uh, before the match, Cena, he praises his teammates and he likes Jackie's eyes. Mm, yeah, she, eyes. She's got amazing big um, eyes. eyes. Yeah. Eyes. Eyes. Uh, we get a jumping kick to the face and a five star, but the first period expires, meaning Luther Reigns then comes in before RVD can make the pinfall. Uh, the beatdown's on and we take a break. Uh, Rolling Thunder gets two, but Reigns catches in with a spine buster and we end the second period. Uh, this means that Haas then comes in. Uh, we get a crank of the leg and a takedown. It looks like Reigns is in trouble, but then he's right up with a big butterfly suplex. Big, big dog. Uh, Haas gets clothesline for two and a belly to back gets the same. Uh, Booker, he then trips Haas from the floor and Rene grabs an STF, um, which wasn't the greatest. Probably on like par with Cena's. No, I think Cena's looking STF. Leaps and bounds better. Really? Oh, dear, I'd say they're about on par. Um, until though time expires, Cena then comes in, uh, checks on Haas first, and then takes Rene down with some terrible looking fucking Shane McMahon level punches to the fucking head. Uh, a running net breaker out of the corner gets Dupree out of trouble and then he sticks him in the camel clutch so every fucker can have a breather. Yeah, and when he locks in the camel clutch, camera's focused on Booker T a lot. So it showed me that Booker's involved in the finish of this match. Yes, obviously. Well, I forgot to mention, He's Booker gonna... was the, involved in the start with Rob Van Dam. Booker had to leave for the big dog to come in. Yeah, I'm glad that was perfectly timed that break. When Reigns, <laughs> like, yep, Reigns is in. Hey, let's take an ad break. Good. And then Michael Cole does apologise for the following ad break, but he should apologise more for, you know, Renee and Reigns being in the main event. <laughs> See, I used to love back in the day with JR apologising for commercials because mm. the urgency in his voice, oh, sorry, we've got to go, we'll be back as quick as we can, or you don't want to miss. Where Cole's like, oh, we've got to go break. Sorry, people. But the commentary was pretty good tonight uh, when Renee was on the top rope with Haas uh, and Haas hits that top rope arm drag. Taz says, that's what you call it, high risk district. And Cole corrects him, say it's high rent district. Hey. And Taz says, thanks for correcting me on national TV. Cole says, it's not the first time you've made a mistake on national TV. <laughs> the banter. Are these quips today, Michael. <laughs> the banter. I think it's just a bit more relaxed maybe back then. These days, it's all because it's sponsors and we've got to be careful what we say and what we don't say and well, make sure we say stuff at the right time though, and stuff like that and sh please the shareholders, etc, etc, etc. It's a lot more controlled on what they can and can't say. Well, it's all, everything's just too progressive nowadays. So Cena ends up getting the victory on Booker T uh, to set him up in good stead for this weekend's upcoming SummerSlam and then we got a big brawl involving everybody to end the show. Well, I would call it a big brawl. It was like, Everyone in, everyone out. <laughs> everyone but the faces. But, yeah, so... Uh, so I'm going to give it 
mainly based on Eddie and Angle. Three and a half. Oh, they they stole this. They stole the week in the build. Uh, I'd say it wasn't as funny as uh, the last segment involving Eddie and Angle because, like I said, that was focused purely on comedy. This was the serious level. It exactly. was joint. We're going to rip each other. So it was. This got you hyped a bit more than the comedy element did. But obviously, it wasn't as fun. But it's, so it's like kind of swings and roundabouts for me because uh, I'm enjoying every element of this feud and they're giving everything I want. Um, I'm not so fussed with JBL and Taker. Um, the six-man tag match can go fuck itself. Uh, Cena, US title stuff, first out of best of five with Booker T. It's got potential to be very interesting how they go with it. Booker's um, winning because Cena was looking stronger at the end of the show. Do you know what I expect? Uh, I can't quite remember the final score, I expect Booker to take a 2 0 lead and Cena to come back strong. Yeah. That's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm expecting. Um, Michael, before we finish, uh, let's run down the card then for this weekend's upcoming SummerSlam, SummerFest, Summer Games extravaganza. For your World Heavyweight Championship, it's Chris Benoit, your reigning defending champion, versus Randall Keith Orton. WWE Championship, John Bradshaw Layfield versus The Undertaker. IC title, Edge, Jericho, Batista. US title, Booker T versus John Cena in part one of the best of five. Till death do us part match. Kane versus Matt Hardy, where Lita will marry the winner. So, Hollyoaks on pay-per-view. <laughs> Triple H versus Eugene. Eddie versus Kurt Angle. Rey Mysterio, Billy Kidman, Paul London versus Bubba, Spike and Devon. And the Diva Dodgeball. Fucking hell yes, there's that as well. The current Divas versus the not Divas. Yeah, sorry guys, we kind of skipped over that because fucking it's a load of bollocks. Why we can't have <laughs> a woman's title match on the pay-per-view. We have to have wrestlers versus... See, I want... Yeah, <laughs> women. Not models. Yeah, so... Not we were, we, were, we, were, we very skipped over that. We were backstage. The Divas were getting it big and about the non-Divas getting their spot. The Divas and the Not Divas got it on and they're going to have a game of dodgeball at SummerSlam. Yeah, because everybody wants to see dodgeball on the wrestling pay-per-view. <laughs> and I think that's where we will finish this episode. Michael, as always, it's been fun. Let them know where they can find us on all forms of social media if you don't already. So on all forms of social media, that's at RAO Podcast. That is it. And until Summerfest, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Thank you for taking your time out to join us on the Saunter. Until Summerfest. Get to stepping, player. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. I'm playing the smell sphere. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. The sex and what's success? Stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on.